0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Athletes Agency International Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Terry, and this week we're back with Emmy Watterson, a gymnast who is at Cal Berkeley. Uh, She's originally from Australia, so I was really interested, excited to speak with Emmy. I think I find gymnasts so uh, dedicated and motivated and they do such daunting tasks, so I was really interested to get into the mindset of Emmy. Um, I really enjoyed this conversation and I know you will too. So, uh, sit back and enjoy. Thank you. Emmy. you there? Hi. Hi. All right. Well, thank you for taking the time out of your day to come on to the athletes agency international podcast. How you doing?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: Good. Thanks. Um, no, I'm, I'm really excited to speak with you. Uh, I find that, uh, gymnastics, uh, is a really interesting sport Uh, as an athlete you guys are incredible and you guys do such daunting events so i'm really interested to hear about the mindset that uh that you have as a as a gymnast and um you know i'm just excited to hear about your story yeah
1: i'm excited to be here
0: awesome well i mean if you could give us a little bit of your your background how did you get started in gymnastics where are you from in australia and um little bit about your you know gymnastics career as a youth before you went up to uh take it to college
1: okay well I'm from Brisbane um in Queensland Australia um I started when I was four oh, wow. um at yeah at Delta Gymnastics it was so their facility was um pretty much in my uh, school's gymnasium. So where we did PE, half of it was, you know, we did PE, the other half was the gymnastics gym. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my mom pretty much just put me in there because it was, you know, connected to the school and it was just convenient for after school. Um, so I did that. I pretty much did it for fun. And then eventually it got a little bit more serious until I was about 10. I was in level four. I had I had a great year. It was pretty much when I, I I don't want to say peaked, but it's when I pretty much improved. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that year I was actually recruited by um, elite coaches. Um, And then, so I competed for, I competed in elite gymnastics um, starting from 2012 was my first year. Um, And then in 2015 and 2016, I was selected for the national team. Um, And, yeah, and then I pretty much was just training for college after that.
0: Nice. No, uh, amazing. I didn't even know uh, that you took it to the national team level. Tell us about, you know, what it's like to play the sport that you love and represent your country at the same time.
1: Yeah, well, so in 2015, I was selected for uh, Jessolo. Um mm-hmm. but I, I, I got a back injury, so I didn't end up going to that one but um i was selected again in 2016 to go to um it was called elite gym massilia in Marseille, france oh, wow. um it wow. was yeah it was really fun you know it was it was it felt great to represent my country um and you know just traveling the world doing doing what i love um it was it was a daunting experience because i was i was pretty nervous it was I guess my first time competing for Australia, Um, but yeah, it was, I really enjoyed it. It was a great feeling. Um, Yeah.
0: No, that's awesome. Um, I see that, you know, you're labeled as a all around uh, gymnast. You do bars, themes. You're going to have to educate me a little bit (laughs) about all the events, but um, I actually, one of the first things I did when you, when you said you would like to come on is I, I researched your name and I saw on YouTube was uh, was what you did for Cal Berkeley at uh, some event and you were doing the bars. And I mean, uh, I've watched it on the Olympics and stuff like that. It's amazing to see what you're doing. What I, the most, the most thing I really want, the, bi- the biggest thing I want to know is how, you know, at the age of four, when you're getting started, do you get a kid um, to have the mindset to do such daunting things? uh Obviously it you know it improves as time goes on, but um, I can't imagine <laughs> if someone told me, "Hey, you gotta go you know flip around a bar, go from one bar to the other, and then back to the other bar, and then on top of that, you need to land it and it's just it just seems impossible to me um so tell me a little bit about that,
1: yeah, so you know, as a little kid uh, um you just just love to do cartwheels and flips and handstands and showing off to your friends. So it, it pretty much started like that. Um, but then as the skills get scarier and more dangerous, I guess mm-hmm. it, it's a lot of trust with the coaches because usually you'll start off with them spotting you. They'll do a lot of the work. Um, so there's, there's a lot of trust there and you you trust that they know that you can do it by yourself eventually. Um, but you know, a lot of uh, a lot of the routines that they make for you, they have skills that are basically the, the foundation for these big scary skills. So mm. you in a way you pretty much already you already know how to do it. You just have to you just basically have to just do it the first time. At least for me the first time is always the scariest. But Boy. once you know once you get that awareness, once you know what to do, it's 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 really it's not as scary as it seems I guess it's easy for me to say but
0: mm-hmm.
1: um but yeah as, you know once you when you do it it's really not that bad
0: mm, that's hard to believe for me because I get scared doing a backflip <laughs> into a pool so um, <laughs> uh, no it's it's amazing what you do um you know of your of the events that you do which one is your personal favorite
1: um so I so I train I train all four um but I mostly compete um bars so mm-hmm. in college I've competed bars all three years um and then last uh last year's season um I did a little bit of vault and then this year I did um at most meets I did bars and beam um so I I would say bars because you know you you swing around it's like it's like the closest you can get to flying really um no,
0: yeah you're right and the yeah. the most daunting thing for me is y- you you're going from the high bar to the low bar, but going back from the low bar to the high bar, uh, that's that's incredible. Um, you know, what is it? I mean, it obviously takes a lot of practice, but, um, you know, what kind of exercises are you doing outside of, you know, the bars or, the, you know, your, your gymnasium um, to prepare you and, you know, make you the best that you can be?
1: Yeah, we do. Um we do a lot of spin, um, like cardio outside mm-hmm. of gym. We do that usually three times a week and we obviously, we have weights. Um, but yeah, even when we're in the gym, we do a lot of conditioning, you know, like, um, like it's, it's building muscles, but doing so, um, through these, uh, foundational skills. So, um, so building our strength there by doing these, um, these foundation foundational skills to basically transfer that to these big, these big skills with flight and
0: stuff. Gotcha. gotcha. No, awesome. Um, and we haven't even gotten to, uh, you know, your, where you ended up going to college. Um, by the way, Cal Berkeley is an amazing school. Hats off to yeah. you for being able to attend and compete at such a school in the PAC 12. Um, amazing conference. It's really cool. Um, Thank you. You know, in your youth, gymnastic days, you know, tell us about, uh, you know, how much commitment it takes to be competing at the highest level like you did, you know, for your national team. Um, you know, how often are you training? Um, you know, how, and obviously the sport, your life revolves around the sport, but yeah, how often are you in the gym and what are you doing off the field to stay healthy? Uh, not field, but, you know, um, the gymnasium. So tell us a little bit about, you know, your day-to-day life then.
1: Um, Yeah, so um, college um, is surprisingly less uh, than what I was training before. So before I came to college, I was training 30-plus hours a week, morning and night. You know, I'd go to gym in the morning, go to school, and then go straight back to the gym. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, here we we do three hours in the morning. We then – we'll go to either weights or spin straight after. And then we have classes usually straight after that. Sometimes I don't get a chance to shower, Mm -hmm. um, which I mean, that's part of being a student athlete, but then yeah. (laughs) Um, So yeah, then we'll have class. Um, Usually we'll, we'll study after that. Um, And, and yeah, so, but usually in season, on the weekends, we'll travel usually Friday, sometimes Thursday. But um, when we're not in season, we'll, we'll practice again on Sunday. Sometimes we'll do a little a little mock meet um, just to basically prepare us for competitions.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Oh, uh, yeah. I would I would imagine so that before you got to college, uh, you know that your your time and commitment was a bit more. Um, obviously, when you get to college. Not only are you the athlete, but you're also the student. Um, Yeah, you know, so uh, moving forward, you know, you're moving into college. What made you pursue uh, a college opportunity and how did you come about hearing about it?
1: Yeah, so um, I didn't know anything about collegiate sports um, because. you know in gymnastics especially in australia there's there's only really a handful of gymnasts that um that have pursued collegiate sports that that i knew of at the time mm-hmm. so um it's not it's not a very well known thing at least when i was doing it and so i came about it because my my brother he um he plays tennis he's actually here as well at st mary's college um oh another he, great school <laughs> yeah he um his coach uh, back home, he was a coach in America um, for a little bit. So he encouraged my brother to, um, to pursue collegiate sports. And I thought, I mean, I thought I'd give it a go. I wasn't really serious about it, but I pr- ended up at a pretty good place. And I'm pretty, pretty grateful for that. So. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, you know, who, who helped you through the process at Athletes Agency?
1: Um, we had Dave Hodge. He nice. was, he was really great with communicating. He was always on top of things. He, he was so knowledgeable about everything, especially since I had no idea what I was doing.
0: Mm-hmm. So, no, yeah, you know. Dave's great. Um, no, he's a he's a great guy. He Gives it his all, and he really yeah. cares about all of his athletes and making sure they're fully prepared. What were some of the major, um, you know, benefits, you know, working alongside Dave through the process for you?
1: Um, he, he was just always on top of things. You know, I was, um, I was just finishing high school and I had such a quick turnaround because my coaches wanted me here for January for the season. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I was trying to focus on, you know, finishing high school and, you know, doing well. And so my mom did a lot of my application work and everything like that for me. And Dave was just, he was really good at answering questions that, you know, we didn't know to ask, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, He was, yeah, he was really good with communicating with the coaches and just like helping us with anything we needed help with, which was really great.
0: No, that's great. Great. Um, And when you, you know, when you chose Berkeley, what, well, you know, what about Berkeley sold you on going there? Uh, what was the key thing about Berkeley?
1: Um, yeah, so, well, besides the, um, you know, it being the number one public university in the mm-hmm. world, um, the the coaches definitely were, they were extremely welcoming. They were, like, they were just really kind. And, you know, also the the diversity of Cal, like you have, so many people from so many different backgrounds and you just learn so much from from the people there not just you know the classes it's it was just it's really nice to like get all those different perspectives and experiences and learn from that
0: yeah absolutely now I've noticed on your your roster it's just you and another uh foreigner uh and she's from England I believe uh have have you come across any other Australians uh during your time there
1: Um, a few, um, I mean, it's, it's a huge school with a huge number of athletes. Um, but yeah, yeah, I've definitely met a few. There's some, there's, you know, I preach there's a lot of, you know, on the rugby team, you know, stuff like that, but I, you know, I haven't really, (laughs) haven't really come like became close with a lot of them, but I've definitely met a few.
0: Gotcha. No, well, um, it would be great for you to give a little bit of insight of what it's like to attend Cal Berkeley for those listening, it's uh, a school that has like over 30,000 kids. I think it's closer to 40, uh, maybe even more. Um, you know what's it mm-hmm. like going into a classroom or a lecture and the amount of students that are there? Um, you know what were some of the adjustments to that for you? Uh, was it daunting mm-hmm. for you at first, or was it kind of you were just kind of soaking up the new opportunity?
1: Yeah. So, um, it was definitely, it was definitely a bit of a shock for me. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it like not only in the lecture halls, but going to and from class, you know, when you're going from one end of the campus to the other and you have mm-hmm. to be there in 10 minutes, it's, there's people on like scooters, there's people on skateboards, like there's people on bikes, like you really gotta watch where you're going. Cause it's, it's really packed, but you know, once you get to the lecture halls, especially, you know, at the beginning of the semester when everyone's attending lecture in these 300-seat lecture halls, sometimes you don't even get a seat, especially as an athlete if you're getting there straight after a workout and you're a little bit late. Um, sometimes you end up sitting on the stairs um, inside the lecture hall. Wow. So, I mean, that was that was something to get used to. It's definitely, it's definitely a challenge, but it's also – it makes it interesting because, you know, Without those challenges, life life would be a little bit boring.
0: Of course, of course, I know. Uh, I mean, that's even to a whole nother level. I mean, for me, I went. My first school was a very small school in Colorado. Um, mm-hmm. I loved my experience there. It was only maybe two thousand kids, and each class right. had maybe like ten to fifteen max. We would have like twenty five, and so it was a very personal um environment you know i could talk to my professors and whatnot then i transferred to i transferred to a bigger school and then um you know kind of still not as big as cal berkeley but uh Mm -hmm. we would have lectures of like 200 kids or 100 kids and that felt massive for me like i couldn't even talk to my professor and so i couldn't imagine having to sit on the stairs um and (laughs) you know you know try to listen and you're coming from training as well and you're hungry um Mm -hmm you know, and you're just trying to get, you know, stay, stay awake, really, you know, you've been up earlier than everybody (laughs) else. Um, so I can't imagine, you know, what, what that's like. Um, but like you said, it keeps you on your toes. You got, you know, you got to stay focused and get through the day and, you know, do it all over again. Um, what are, you know, what is your normal day to day like, uh, schedule wise?
1: Um, so practice is at eight and we have treatment usually before that so sometimes 6:30 mm-hmm. um and then we have to we finish practice at 11 we have either weights or um spin at 11:20 so we got to rush out of the gym and make our way to the stadium the football stadium that's where all our you know our weights gym and the spin room and everything like that so we got to rush there we got to rush to the locker room to get changed um and then most of the time I'll have class at 1230 and spin and weights finishes at 1220. So, um, but Cal has this thing called Berkeley time. So if your class is scheduled to start at 1230, um, it will actually start 10 minutes later at 1240. So yeah. it's like that for every, every class is it's just like a, it's something that I wish I had known before I, um, got there. Cause I would always rush, Especially in my first week, I was rushing, you know, to get to class at twelve thirty when it started at twelve forty. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, and then so I'll have class from twelve forty, usually until about three, sometimes until like six thirty at night. Um, and then, and then I'll go home to study, or sometimes I'll go back to the stadium for where we have our like study rooms to study. Mm-hmm. And then, and then yeah, I'll go to bed and do it all over again
0: yeah it, it's like that and uh you get into that kind of routine and you know you're waking up early and you're you're grind you know you're grinding through the entire day and uh mm-hmm. time flies you know you're approaching yeah. your senior year now and i bet yeah. you can contest to it that you know it just seems like yesterday you were just stepping foot on campus
1: yeah exactly like they they always tell you that it goes so fast but it you know it goes a lot faster than you thought it would um mm-hmm. Yeah, I I only have one season left, which is crazy because I feel like oh my, all my other three seasons they felt like they all just blended together into one. Like, it didn't feel like three separate seasons. It just felt it just feels too quick.
0: Yeah, yeah, it it really does fly by. Yeah. Um, for me personally, I'm, oof, I'm, I'm almost four years out of college, and you know <laughs> it's like a whole another four years. And you know <laughs> to even you know hear myself say that it it, it gives you it makes me cringe, but. <laughs> um, you know, it, it flies by and it's a great experience so, you know, you really got to yeah. just really embrace every moment, every opportunity, every, um, you know, every person that you meet, you know, really get to, like you were mentioning, you know, you get to hear everybody's stories and backgrounds. Um, yeah. It's really a unique experience, especially at a school like Cal Berkeley. Um, you know, you were saying a little bit about, you know, going to the football stadium to, you know, that's where your facilities are give a, mm-hmm. the listeners a little bit of an insight of what kind of facilities are given to you as a student athlete. And also how are those facilities compared to what you experienced in the past in Australia?
1: Yeah, well, um, so for starters, I had never done any type of weight training um, or, or even um, like extra cardio outside of the gym. So that was definitely something new for me. But we have we have an amazing, it's, it's huge. We have this huge weights, weights gym with, um, with so many great weights coaches. And, you know, we have a, we have a special room for spin that we all book and we do it as a team together. Um, and the, you know, where we do our treatment, we have our doctors there as well. Um, everything like that. And, um, and then we have, we have all of our Um, advisors our academic advisors are there as well which is another Mm -hmm. great thing as an athlete we have our own advisors that you know we can we can talk to whenever we have little questions you know like I'll text my academic advisor just for just for a tiny question about my schedule for fall and stuff like that um and we have we have amazing rooms for for studying we have like rooms with a table for, you know, a small group for tutoring and stuff like that. And we have these big rooms for just general studying where, you know, like all at, when we have study hall, we'll go there. Um, all, our, all my teammates are there. Sometimes we get distracted, um, but it just makes studying that much better, less boring. And, you know, you have your team there to help you with any questions because a lot of the time you're um, – your older teammates have probably taken a class that you're in that you're struggling with and Mm -hmm. they're always happy to help which is great
0: yeah um it was it's great that you mentioned the academic advisors they're really uh they're saviors i mean i know i know mine really really helped me out a lot um Mm -hmm. and they're just a great resource a great resource to have um especially if you're coming from outside of the u.s and know you don't you might not know as much as someone uh from the us who already kind of has a general idea of the college system it's just what we're used to um yeah. and you you know you come into a whole completely new environment uh and you've got somebody there who's like you said you could send them a text just ask mm-hmm. any any kind of question you need or you can go pop in their office um they're really they're really great to have um yeah. and then you you also touched on the study rooms yeah like you know a lot of uh we had study like our athletic study rooms as well which is was extremely beneficial um me personally yes, yeah. yeah, sometimes i like to go in there and then sometimes i like to mix it up and you know go to the library or go mm-hmm. off campus um you know you really do have that freedom sometimes you know, i know your freshman year you you know you usually have to you're re- like required to go to, yeah. like, your study hall hours um and those are those are fun times as well. You know, you're just all there together and sometimes you don't even want to be there. Um, (laughs) You just got to get your hours in, Uh, but Mm -hmm. it makes, you know, makes you get your work done, which is nice. Um, What about at Cal Berkeley? Uh, You already mentioned the, you know, the study rooms, your facilities. Um, It's really cool that you guys have like a a cycling area that you guys can just book. That's really cool. That's something I actually haven't heard of um, before. Um, Mm -hmm. What about like, for your nutrition um you know and your cafeteria and do you have like a student caf- uh an athlete cafeteria and all those options for you
1: yeah so well we actually don't have a cafeteria we have um we have a thing called a uh, fueling station um okay. and um they last year they introduced um uh like uh, they call it grab and go so you you order your lunch for the week and they'll have it there ready for you which was really great because the first 2 years i honestly would i would skip lunch because i didn't have time to get it in between gym and classes so it's and obviously the food is great it's like highly nutritious it's like what we need as athletes um and yeah we have our we have our nutritionist for the team and she's She's, we've been doing little Zoom meetings with her as well. She's been, we did, um, we, she made a smoothie with us um, for for breakfast, if we want to have it for breakfast. Um, and, you know, she's always, she always comes in sometimes and just, we call them nibbles, um, nutrition nibbles. She'll, you know, give us, she'll just like make sure that we're still, um, we still know all about, what we should be eating and how much, how much of this and how much of that and what we should eat during a meet and what we should eat, you know, on the weekends and stuff like that. So I've definitely learned a lot nutrition wise, um, from coming to Cal and, you know, the fueling station and the grab and go is a really great way to help us get our nutrition in when we just don't have the time to do it ourselves.
0: Absolutely. No, that's great. Um, we had a nutritionist as well at my second school and, um, yeah, you know, they, you got, like, your little station, like, after our wait session, we could just go and grab, like, a little protein shake, and uh, mm-hmm. we had, like, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and, uh, yeah. you know, bags of fruit and vegetable, you know, just, like, little quick things because they know you're in a rush, you're on the way to class, and uh, you don't mm-hmm. have time to really, you know, think about food. Uh, so it's there, and it's easy for you, nice to grab, which is good. So it's good to hear that you're getting fed right. My question yeah. to you though is uh you know you're in california do, do you like in n out of course you do right
1: I do, yeah yeah
0: oh, it's great um coming so i'm from good. the- I'm, I'm from the south, I'm from South Carolina, so when mm-hmm. I finally did get over to California and got to because you can only get it on the west side of the country um, oh, okay. no that that was that was uh pretty special <laughs> so uh, yeah it's it's good that you're you know you're in that area and you get to experience that. <laughs> um, outside of campus, what are you know? You're in you're in a great uh, great state. Many things to do. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Great beaches. What are some of your favorite things to do outside of campus?
1: Um, so definitely SF. Um, every time I see the Golden Gate Bridge, it just like it 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 never gets old. It's just the view is so amazing. And you know, uh, a couple weeks ago, I went to the Napa side of um, oh, the yeah, bridge. Beautiful. Yeah. And we, we were really close to the bridge. It was just, it, like I said, it just doesn't get old. Um, and you know, there's, there's always something to do in SF, you know, you have the beaches, the golden gate park, there's all these different hikes you can go on. Um, yeah, I just, I, you know, I haven't, I feel like I haven't seen everything yet, but I have, I, I've been there so many times I've been to different places, but I feel like there's just so much you can do that, um, I just have so much more to see, I guess, that's what I'm trying to say.
0: Absolutely. Um, I mentioned, you know, my first school was in Colorado. Um, mm-hmm. So I left the South and I, you know, went out into the, the Midwest, you could call it. And, mm-hmm. yeah, they're like, you know, there's, there's the mountains, there's so many things to go see. So, you know, it's, it's easy to make friends on campus and obviously you have your teammates. So, you know, it's like, hey, if we have some free time, let's go do something. And, you know, just get in the car, you go and, you know, within a short drive for you, you got the beaches, you got San Francisco, Uh, Mm -hmm. for us, it was the mountains and uh, we had downtown Denver, uh, which was great as well. So it's important that you get to go and experience these things. Um, And then even, you know, further uh, as a team in the Pac-12, you have schools in Arizona, Utah, Um, you know, tell us about traveling to these schools, how you guys are traveling and you know maybe you know what's your favorite school to go and compete at
1: um yeah so we we usually travel by plane um and i i love utah i love the mountains um mm-hmm. it's just it's so pretty every time i go i it's just the mountains just look really really pretty um i i also like arizona cuz it's it's hot and reminds me of home um <laughs> So, and, and, you know, like before coming to America, I didn't like the first time going to Arizona, I was like, I felt like I was in the middle of the desert, like very literally like there were, there were cactuses on the side of the road and all the, all the houses They they, it's just, it's just so different and it's, and it's not even that far away from California, like considering how different it is and how different it looks and how close it is to California, I guess it—it's just—it's really cool. Like that's probably one of my favorite parts about being a student athlete is being able to travel and see all these different places. Like a couple of years ago, we went to—we uh, went to LSU. We went all the way to Louisiana, mm. um, and you know, we went—we went to New Orleans, and we—we we walked through the streets of New Orleans. We got beignets. It was. Uh, it was dude. it was just really cool like seeing all these different cultures and all these different, you know, and like environments. It was yeah, it's really nice.
0: No, I'm jealous. And actually I've never been to New Orleans and I've always wanted like a, a traditional beignet from New <laughs> Orleans. So it was so
1: good. <laughs>
0: amazing. Amazing. Um and yeah, LSU another great school with great facilities mm-hmm. as well. Um mm-hmm. no, that's awesome. Uh you know. You were talking, you know, we were just talking about, you know, traveling to these events and competing. Um, As a program, uh, you know, when you first got there, what were maybe some of the expectations that were given to you from your coaches? And then also, what are uh, the expectations as your team as a whole uh, for each season?
1: Yeah, um, so for the expectations for me from my coaches, it was – um, it's pretty unique compared to the rest of my teammates because, you know, they all come in fall um, and we have the whole fall semester to prepare for um, the competitions. But um, I came in the end of December and I had about two to three weeks until season started. Um, so my coaches wanted me to be routine ready and ready for season. Um, it was, it was such a quick turnaround and, you know, coming in and then two to three weeks later, we're just jumping right into season. It was, it was definitely, um, it was definitely an experience, but, um, but, you know, I, I ended up competing at the end of the season, which was, was really surprising to me. And, um, I don't know if it was surprising for my coaches cause they, they had a lot of faith in me. Um, they, they helped me with you know building confidence in myself and stuff like that so um but yeah expectations for the team during season we um recently the um format of the national championships changed from having 12 teams qualify to just eight Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um and so my first year we uh, they hadn't changed it yet. it was still twelve teams and we, so we qualified for nationals we competed nationals we didn't make it to the second day, but you know we you know, we our goal was to make it to nationals essentially um and then um yeah then last year we they changed the format and we we end up we ended up not making it but um at the regional competition before that to to qualify we we broke our own team record that we we already broke a couple of competitions before that so it i mean we were happy we were happy with our um, result anyway um and then this year was the same um, but unfortunately it got cut short um mm. but we we were doing we were doing amazing again we you know we kept. Uh, we just kept getting better at every competition which it felt really good and you know even though the season ended quickly we were all pretty happy with how it went um and you know we're just looking forward to next year so
0: yeah no uh, obviously with the uh, you know with covid-19 and the, mm-hmm. the pandemic and everything got cut short it's such a uh it's such a big adjustment and everyone you know no one was really fully prepared for that tell us about yep how your team, um, you know, adapted to that situation and during the time, during these times has kept everybody fit and, you know, mentally ready to come back whenever that time is for you guys?
1: Yeah, so at the beginning, um, you know, because obviously we train indoors, um, all the gyms were closed. um, Mm. So a lot of us were just trying to keep fit outside of the gym, you know, finding a way to do cardio. I, I picked up running, which I haven't done since 2017.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and it, it was, it was hard, but I, it had to be done. Um, but, you know, now a lot of the gyms are opening, but um, for me personally, a lot of the gyms aren't letting, I guess, outsiders in. So um, a lot of my teammates that live in the Bay area, I'm pretty much just like, keeping in contact with them to see if their gyms would let me um, come in there and train. Um, So, so yeah, I'm working on that. Um, But besides, but since, you know, I, I'm not able to get into a gym, I've just been keeping fit at home, you know, going for runs, going for hikes, um, doing some stairs, like in the apartment building that I'm in, just, you know, running up and down those um, doing everything I can outside of a gymnastics gym to um, to stay fit and also uh, doing like rehab for some of the injuries that I have just to make sure that when I do come back, those don't flare up again. So pretty much doing, I'm I'm still doing everything I can outside of the gym to keep fit. And I'm looking for a gymnastics gym to be able to train in soon, hopefully.
0: Nice. No, I actually, uh, that's something I wanted to ask you. You, know, you mentioned you had a back injury a while ago when you were like, fifth, you know, 15 or in 2015. Mm-hmm um gymnastics has to be a sport where you guys are dealing with lots of injuries it's only natural you guys are doing like crazy stunts um -hmm. and you know the risk factor is so high um you know what are how do you deal with that as a as an athlete um and you know you know what are some of you know your most uh daunting injuries and how have you come back from those
1: yeah, um, I've had so many injuries in my gymnastics career. Um, I would say my back has probably, um, it's been the one that's bothered me most probably. Um, so 2015 was pretty much when it started. I had um, a stress reaction Um which uh two years later come to find out that it was actually a fracture um but Mm -hmm. they just didn't find it the first time so i ended up having two fractures in my back which it it came at probably the worst time because it was at the age where um i had a huge uh, you know like as an athlete i don't know if it's just gymnastics but um usually when you stop for a long time your body essentially just turns into a normal body and it'll grow and you and you know as a girl you'll go through a bunch of different changes. So mm-hmm. coming back is just it was so hard for me because I I grew so much, you know, and it coming back I had to it it just felt weird. I felt like I was in a different body and every skill felt different especially cuz you know, you're flinging your whole body around a bar and it just felt so different. Um, so that was definitely, it was a huge challenge for me. I felt like I was never going to be the same athlete that I was before the injury. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, when I was, you know, resting my back, no running, no jumping, stuff like that. Um, I, all I could really do was work on skills that, you know, I stayed on the ground for, which, isn't a lot, essentially it's just the um the turns, uh like the dance elements, um, for floor and beam and stuff like that. But I mean, it 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 comes with every sport, you know. It it's definitely a challenge physically and mentally, but you know, you have to look after your body before you can expect great things from your body. So
0: No. Well said. Really well said. Um yeah, yeah, I mean especially in a back injury because I mean I've had knee injuries being a, a soccer player and mm-hmm. um you know when you have knee injuries there's ways to you know still stay active uh you, you know you can work on your upper body you can do mm-hmm. uh you know you can get on the bike do forms of cardio but with back I mean you really you really do need to rest uh completely mm-hmm. uh, especially in the in the beginning uh because yeah. the back is tied to the whole body um yeah. and it's it's such a crucial crucial um you know that's a crucial injury to have and come back for so hats off to you you for you know dealing with that and you know seeing through the injury and coming back and doing what you're doing now it's uh that's amazing (laughs) thank you yeah um i also want to know a little bit more about your academic sides you know what are you majoring in um what are your desires with this major as well
1: Um, so I'm intending to major in psychology. Um, I, I, coming into college, I had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do. Um, so I just, I guess I just picked, uh, the public health major and, um, part of the major was you have to take intro to psychology. And after taking that class, I, I just loved it. It was, it was just really interesting to me and I was eager to learn more. So I changed to a psychology major. Um, And I hope to, my goal is to um, go to grad school and get a master's in clinical psychology and maybe even a PhD eventually. Um, Yeah, Um, because I I would love to um, work at a um, clinic for um, like psychology and therapy and stuff like that because I really, like I knew I wanted to help people but I just didn't know how Um, and you know combining helping people with my interest in psychology i kind of decided that clinical psychology could be the way to go for me
0: that's amazing um you know it's, it's really good on you and no, you're spot on you you said in the beginning you didn't really know what you want it to be or want it to do uh you just knew you had one goal and that's to help people um and you know along the way you you found out how you want to do that um yeah and that, that's completely normal um you know if someone's out there and they're going into university they don't really know what to major and i tell my athletes all this all the time um mm-hmm. it's okay not to know <laughs> it's, it's okay yeah. i changed my i changed my major uh twice so i had yeah. <laughs> i i went in as a business major uh i was like no this isn't me then i did <laughs> religious studies and i had some really interesting it just kind of really clicked with me i wasn't I didn't know if I was going to ever do anything with it career wise. (laughs) It was just, you know, something super interesting to me. Uh, Psychology was actually really interesting to me, but I didn't want to do all the science that comes along with it. Uh, (laughs) That that was, (laughs) that was maybe the factor. I was like, nah, nah, I can't do that either. And then (laughs) when I transferred, then went through a whole mess of transferring and with my credits. And so I ended up doing uh, sociology Um, and yeah, it was, you know, you you really find your way along through the process and uh, some people you know in the beginning you you don't have it figured out and then also when you you know you're approaching your senior year you sound like you already kind of know a path but um, you a lot of people also don't know what they're going to do once they graduate they're you know they get to that moment and it's the moment you've been thinking about for a really long time and then once you get to it you're like whoa um yeah <laughs> you know what what now uh you know now exactly. now i've really got to figure something out so mm-hmm. um you know hats off to you for being able to juggle a uh, a major such as psychology because it's not an easy major and then also be able to perform uh, uh, as a gymnast and you know handle that schedule as well because that's also um you know, being a being in gymnastics, that's not an easy schedule to handle. Uh, it's almost, I would, you know, I would even say it's more than other sports and you guys have a lot to deal with. So, um, you know, very well done to you for, for getting through all that. Thank you. Awesome. Well, Emmy, it's been great. I have a few last questions for you. Um, okay. They're kind of questions that we ask everybody uh, that comes onto the show. Uh, yep. The first one is if, you know, someone from Brisbane, your hometown, um a gymnast someone that's interested in the US college pathway what's one piece of advice that you would give them
1: um i definitely say if you're on the fence about it definitely go for it you know it's it's the it's a great way to start you know adulthood and figure out who you are and you learn so much you're on the other side of the world so i mean it's it's just so exciting it's just a great way to start adulthood i think <laughs>
0: awesome no it is it is it's a very unique experience um all schools are different um and it's you know it takes a certain kind of athlete and a certain kind of person to attend a school that's in the Pac12 and uh, also be a student athlete um you have to really be um you have to have you know you have to be really focused you can't just kind of go about everything lackadaisical. you really got to be focused and know what you want so um, you know, it sounds like you're, you know, you're the perfect advocate for it. And obviously you've, you've gone on and done. So, um, another thing is, we, we I want to know is, you know, what was your, you touched on it working with David Hodge and, um, you know, how attentive he is to every detail and he answers a lot of your questions and, you know, he's just kind of mm-hmm. on the ball with everything. What was your favorite thing about working with athletes agency?
1: Um, definitely the, you know, they they want the same goal for you that you want for yourself. You know, um, they want you to pursue collegiate um, athletics just as much as you do. And they're willing to do whatever it takes for you, which I think was great. And, you know, Dave was extremely accommodating and he was, he was just, he was, you know, honest. like when I, you know, with the previous question you asked when I said, if you're on the fence, just do it. That's, pretty much what he did for me you know I I was pretty skeptical because I you know I didn't know anyone that had come to America but he was he he was so like he was just so excited about you know these opportunities that I had that he was like you just you just got to do it he he um he he was just really excited about collegiate sports and he knew that it would be such a great experience for me and I didn't even know that and you know he he persuaded me to come and it was it's the best decision i've ever made so i'm really grateful for him awesome. for that yeah
0: yeah uh, dave um I, I like to call him mr college sports uh <laughs> yeah. he, he knows everything about it like the back of his hand uh he's the biggest advocate for it and mm-hmm. you know rightfully so um he's really provided a lot of opportunities and not only him just athletes agency as a whole we've provided a lot of opportunities for athletes and like you said you know you just kind of if you're on the fence about it, you kind of got to go for it because at the worst case you can always just come back home um, exactly that's what, so, that's what he said to me <laughs> yeah worst case you go you don't like it okay come back home and you can reevaluate and you know try something else um exactly. so yeah no that's great and so obviously it's great that you win and you made that decision um you know we're really happy for you Thank Um you sure. Lastly, what is – we call our America Starter Pack. What are your four essentials to bring to Cal Berkeley?
1: Um, I would say a, a food from home. So I have – of course, I have a jar of Vegemite. Um,
0: oh, you like Vegemite. You're one of the – I thought you were I thought you going to say Tim Tams at least.
1: No, I – yeah, I'm definitely a Vegemite girl. I've had my teammates try it. Almost all of them hate it. Um what? But, yeah, I would say that um, definitely a flag from your country. I have I have a huge Australian flag. My brother brought a huge Australian flag. He has it up in his living room. Um, and he's the only Australian living in that house. But um, And then I'd say lots of pictures of family and friends to remind you of home so that you have that if you're ever feeling homesick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lastly, I would say uh, definitely an adapter um for you know your charges and everything i oh, forgot one. mine and i <laughs> seriously regretted that um yeah. so yeah definitely yeah.
0: no it's a good one uh, it makes you know i'm in i'm in germany now before i was in new zealand and it makes me wonder <laughs> you go to all these places and like why can't we just all be on the same page um,
1: exactly <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> uh, know, coming it's... up to america to, with like inches and miles and stuff like that i still have no idea
0: yeah, right like yeah.
1: that kind of stuff
0: <laughs> no it's um it's maybe my third coming up on my third year away from uh from home and i'm i'm just now getting used to you know talking things about kilos and kilo kilometers yeah. and kilograms this makes
1: more and- sense
0: yeah, it's, it's it's definitely actually now, now that I'm this far along, it uh it, it definitely makes sense to me. Um, at first I was like, huh, you know, what the, yeah, it just didn't make anything sense, any sense to me <laughs> in the weight room, you know, you're trying to figure out how much you're lifting or how much you're doing and you can't uh, convert it, but it, it makes sense to me. Um, yeah. Well, Emmy, thank you so much for your time. Uh, you've really given some great insight, um, like I said before, it takes a unique person uh, to attend a school like Cal Berkeley, and then it also takes you. You have to even be more focused to be a student athlete, and you've gone on, and you've done some great things. Um, you know, you've been some honorable mentions, Specialists of the Week, um, so those are really great things to be proud of. Um, and as you approach your senior year, we're all looking forward to um, what will be a successful year for you. So um you know really it's been a pleasure speaking to you i wish you the best you know in pursuing your masters and further and uh you know i'm sure we'll be in touch in the future
1: yeah thank you thank you so much for having me
0: all right emmy you have a great day okay
1: thank you you too all
0: right bye bye Bye. great conversation with emmy i really want to thank her for her time uh for coming on to the show and speaking with me and sharing her journey um, I've always been fascinated about the dedication of gymnasts and how early they begin. Um, it's such a, a daunting sport, and to get young kids to have that mindset to have no fear is really incredible. Um, also, thank you to all you listeners for, con- for continuing to tune in. Um, please let us know if there's a certain athlete of ours or a certain sport um, that you would really like to hear. And uh, we'll, you know, we'll make sure we get uh, one of those on. Um, So, yeah, thank you for tuning in today and see you next week.